0: You're listening to On the Retire Road, hosted by Phil Calandra, brought to you by the Calandra Radio Network.
1: Welcome back again, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is On the Retire Road, and I'm your host, Phil Calandra. I've got a very special guest with me today in our studio. I've got Gordon Powell. Powell, we call him Gordy.
0: Hey, Phil. (laughs)
1: good to have you here Gordy. Gordy is my uh, mortgage lender extraordinaire and we just got finished doing an event here in our office for a wonderful group of people on mortgage education, specifically mortgage elimination. And the reason that this is such a hot topic for me is if you think financially, retirement or financial independence really is essentially an income problem. And if you think that that's true, an income is the issue in retirement then the exact opposite of income is going to be your expenses that's right and most people's largest expense throughout their entire lifetime is going to be their home and we could even argue that it's the largest investment people will ever make it's probably the one people spend the most time um, thinking about agonizing over, trying to make sure it fits in their budget, you spend hours and 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 sometimes weeks and months looking for the proper location, so this mortgage question is something that it really ate at me for a very long time, Gordy, and it mm-hmm. probably stems from me being a math geek <laughs> <laughs> and just trying to understand as a consumer what 's going on yeah. when I go to a bank, I go to a lender. And I signed these stack of papers. I tell this story, and, and Gordy, you heard it this morning. When I bought my first home, uh, I was just recently married. Uh, Lori and I were in Knoxville, and I'm sitting in the conference room of the closing office, and they walk in with this big thud of papers.
0: ton of papers. What what is all that? (laughs) Just (laughs) a... just a bunch of papers you got to sign all the disclosures all the, the disclosures. truth in
1: lending uh, you know on and on and on and i stood up in the middle of the the closing of this home uh, in knoxville on middle off of middle brook pike middle book brook pike those of you that know knoxville uh, great little starter home it was hundred eight thousand five hundred dollars. i walked out of that that conference room i called my grandfather mm-hmm. i said granddad i said they just walked in and wanted me to start signing papers what do i do And he said, son, if you want the explicit (laughs) house, you need to start signing. I said, well, don't I need to sit and read through this stack? He said, no, if you want the mortgage and you want the house.
0: Just sign it. That's what you do. Yep.
1: And that's what we're taught. And so we go down this path. Uh, This was 30 some years ago for me, 20 some odd years ago. And we don't really have a basis for mortgage knowledge or education. And that's what frustrated me to learn and dig into this topic of what a mortgage is. And, and you know, Gordy, in your experience, what is the when people are shopping for their mortgage or they're, you know, talking to you for the very first time, you know, your first introduction conversation, what's the first thing that they in inevitably ask you? What's your rate? Yeah. What's the rate? Or
0: how much can I afford? Yeah. I don't even know you, man.
1: Yeah, those two <laughs> questions. What's the rate? How much can I afford? And being typical American consumers, we want the lowest possible rate because we've conditioned to think that the rate is the most important thing.
0: Three and a half is too high. Yeah. Lower.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> I've talked to another guy down the street and he can get me 3.475 yeah. <laughs> or something like that makes a difference. So what's the rate? And then, you know, how much can I afford? It's like walking into the car dealer. As soon as you tell the car salesman what you can afford, the monthly budget of your car, he's got you. He's gotcha. hooked you. And then they're going to take you through the paces of the car selling uh, 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 ordeal. So I think that's part of the problem is people don't really know because we're not taught the components or the key banking principles, if you will, to this thing called a mortgage. And in the United States and in a few other countries, an amortized loan is how a mortgage is handled. Mm -hmm. And so explain to everybody just as a refresher, what is an amortized loan?
0: Yeah, it's just a, it's a fixed loan over a certain amount of years, uh, typically in increments of five, like 15, 20, 25, or 30 years. And your payment's the same for all those 30 years. Now, in the beginning, most of that payment you make is interest, like a lot of it. Right. And then a very little bit is principal. And over time, as you keep paying along, a little bit less becomes, or you pay a little bit less interest and a little bit more principal each time. It's not a lot, but over that 30 years, you're yeah. gonna to wanna to pay in a lot, a lot of it's,
1: interest. The amortized loan is basically this fixture that we think is the best way to buy a house mm-hmm. because it gives us the payment, the fixed payment principle and interest, but we know if you've ever looked at an amortization schedule or a chart, right? Yep. You see it and you're like, this sloping graph is like, I'm gonna be paying on this thing forever. Oh, it's scary. And the reality is if you buy a $200,000 home or have a $200,000 mortgage over the life of the loan, you're going to buy two houses.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You're going to buy one for yourself.
0: One for the bank. And
1: one for the bank. And we do this repeatedly and we think this is the way that we need to be buying our most, uh, in some cases, our most important asset. It's where we live, love, and laugh. It's called your home. Or for others, it may be their investment properties. So what we need people to understand and what we educated people about today is the difference between the four primary banking products. And they're all different. So you need to understand how the bank thinks, not how the consumer thinks, not how we've been taught. The other analogy I like to give is uh, playing tic-tac-toe with my sons. And, you know, if you think back to the first time you ever played tic-tac-toe, tic-tac-toe three in a row, and whoever goes first, you know, if you've played it any amount of time, the center box is not the best box. It's not a game changer. It's a corner box. But you play the game, and the person that you're playing with, when I played with my sons, they were four or five years old, right? You go to a restaurant. The first thing you do when you sit down to the restaurant is they give you the the crayons and the the coloring sheet. Well, the kids want to play tic-tac-toe. Well, dad's whooping them. (laughs) There's no contest you will win tic-tac-toe every time if you play with someone that doesn't know the game. But over time, people figure out the game of tic-tac-toe, and then what happens? It's, it's a cat game. Yep, every time. <laughs> every time. There's never going to be a winner. So it's the same thing in finances. It's the same thing with money. So we're taught all these different things. Well, who's taught us? The bank taught us. And the bank taught our father, and the bank taught our grandfather, and and so on. And that's how we frame our knowledge base and what I call conventional financial wisdom. Conventional financial wisdom is not working for most people in the United States. So the four banking products that you have to know the difference of are the amortized loan, which we've talked about, the mortgage, the non-amortized loan, like a line of credit, uh, credit cards.
0: Business line of credit. Um,
1: personal line of credit home equity line of credit anything that doesn't have a fixed payment um, or a schedule to pay the balance off Um, it can be interest only or in the case of a credit card like a minimum payment Um, and and then daily interest is just paid on what you owe in the amortized loan the interest is paid on the daily balance in arrears but it's calculated for you on day one it doesn't change the schedule is fixed Now for anybody
0: that doesn't know what arrears are, that's like if you make your monthly mortgage payment in March, that payment doesn't go towards March. That is actually covering the previous month. What you owed every day
1: of the month of February. Yep. So if you understand that the daily balance is so critical and you're paying it looking backwards, the most logical thing if you're trying to pay off a mortgage is to attack the daily balance with all the might and all the muster you have. So the, the third type of, of banking account, or a banking product that I like to talk about is, is checking accounts why do we use checking accounts well it's it's just what we were taught you go and you get your first job and you got to have a place for the direct deposit to go and you open up this account and the bank gladly takes your deposit and they pay you a paltry zero percent interest on checking you know very few checking accounts pay interest at all um but they give you liquidity they give you a checkbook they give you the atm card and now they give you online banking and you can have your money go in and then you pay your bills out of it checking is this this big this big uh, convenience item that everybody in the United States virtually has
0: yeah everybody has
1: it and then the third one is a money market or a deposit savings account a CD money market account passbook savings but you have to understand all all four of these accounts how they function and what their function is so what I like to educate people on is to expand or in many cases blow their mind because they haven't really looked at this from the vantage point of if your goal is truly to pay off a mortgage.
0: And that's what we're trying to do here is pay off your mortgage. If your goal
1: is to not have a mortgage payment. Now, I've been in settings and I've heard financial advisors and I've heard people say, you know, buy the biggest house you can with a 50-year mortgage, interest only, never pay it off and there may be some mathematical sense to that but i in my 15 plus years of counseling people wealthy people get to retirement if financial independence and retirement is an income problem the opposite of the income problem is the expense problem Mm -hmm. so what do we need to be doing on a daily basis to kill our expenses that's debt of all kinds including the mortgage so once you understand the principles or the key banking principles of an amortized loan, you then know you need to attack that with every single dollar, every single day. Now, I'm not talking about not contributing to 401k or not paying uh, other bills or other debts that you may have. Obviously, this is a, a balance. You have to keep all the, the balls in the air. Right. But now that if you understand how a mortgage is structured and how it's structured against you. There are a lot of different techniques. So, you know, in your decade plus uh, career in mortgage, what are some of the things that you've heard people strategy-wise, you know, the most common ones? What do people, what will they do?
0: Bi-weekly payments is usually the most common one. Because usually at the end of the year that adds one extra payment a year. That's, you know, everybody asks me about that. Can I set up bi-weekly payments? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great strategy. Or people pay an extra $100 a month on their mortgage. Um, That's another one, you knock off a payment that way. Um, But that's usually the most common way people try to attack paying their loan off early.
1: Right. Yeah, those are two are probably the most common ones. And the bi-weekly, if you take a 30-year loan, I haven't looked at the math recently, if you take a 30-year loan, depending on the interest rate of course, if you pay bi-weekly over 26 payments um, 52 weeks out of the year, it cuts it to about 24 to 26 years yeah, I somewhere
0: think. in that range 24 25 years or so so I if you play.
1: can cut four or five years off your mortgage hey that's a wonderful thing yeah but what if there is a way that you could cut 10 12 15 20 years off of a 30-year mortgage and most people think that i have three heads when i make that statement <laughs> but there is very clearly a way to do that most people won't figure this out on their own but if you take two common bank products the amortized loan and the non-amortized loan and you use the line of credit to do battle against one another you pit one banking product against another you can mathematically with almost zero risk cut your mortgage Dramatically in the number of monthly payments that you're going to make and have complete control over how much money goes in and out. See, one of the frustrating things for me, Gordy, is on an amortized loan, if you have a $2,000 a month mortgage payment, you can put $2,000 a month in. You could add another $100 a month extra payment to it. But once you put the money in, it's locked up.
0: You can't get that back out.
1: You can't get it back out unless I call you up and say, hey, I need to refinance or I'm selling. That's the only way you get equity out of your home. But if you use a line of credit in tandem, it gives you the flexibility to pay extra Mm -hmm. when your financial situation allows it and dictates it, and it gives you the safety net of saying, you know, I only can make my minimum payment right now. So what I would encourage you to do, and if you want to get this from Gordy or you can call me, either way, get a hold of a mortgage calculator. If you just go on to the internet, yeah, I mean, I've got one, you can get one Excel spreadsheet, anything, and run your numbers, run your mortgage calculation, and just see what would happen to your mortgage payoff. Start with this, start with the bi-weekly, then start with adding another 100 or 200 a month. If you have excess cash flow at the end of the, at the, end of the month, what ends up happening? It, eclects, it collects in your checking account, it gets to a certain level, you either spend it, waste it on a vacation or some toy or you move it into a money market, it's typically the first mm-hmm. place, and then you call me and we invest it or we put it to work for you in a real way. So run your scenario and start adding extra principal payments every month after you've seen the dramatic effects, because what people don't realize is by paying down the daily balance and understanding that you're paying it in arrears, every day that you knock that balance down when you look backwards to make your payment, you're saving you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on interest that you otherwise would have paid. Mm-hmm. And really to me, you're either paying interest or you're earning interest those are your two choices as a as a as a consumer as an investor so i'd rather my clients be earning interest and not have a mortgage and paying twice for the house that they're going to get from the lender so what we're talking about today is different strategies there's more than one there's probably infinite number of scenarios depending on your situation i would encourage you to take the time and learn from gordy from myself on how What's the best way to pay off a mortgage? If that's really important, you know, and I think about this. I meet with a lot of people, and I know you do too, Gordy. And people will state their goal. They'll say, well, you know, I really feel I, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I, I want to have the mortgage paid off before I get to retirement. And I ask them, I say, are you really serious about that? Mm-hmm. Do you really mean that? Or are you just, yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll just got the 30-year mortgage. And what they end up doing is calling you every four or five years I need to
0: refinance the so, rates dropped. Yeah, because... Just keep starting the clock over again. Yeah,
1: we, we got conditioned somehow in this country that, that the rate was the most important thing. And although the rate is important, it's not the most important thing. What's the most important thing is understanding how the amortized loan works and the fact that daily interest is accruing on the balance. Um, so I hear that. People say, oh, I want to pay off the mortgage. If you're really serious, you're going to have to break your mental your mindset, your limiting belief that that is that the 30 year or 15 year mortgage, which we're all taught, is the way to, to get your home paid. For. It's
0: gonna be tough to get out of that mindset because it's for a very long time been done this way and that's all we know.
1: It's really ingrained in us yeah. because that's the way we were taught. So I'm gonna challenge everybody. Um, you know, we could go into greater detail, but what I'd encourage you to do is give me a call, I'll give out my number and then I'm gonna ask Gordy to give out his number so you hear it on the podcast. Give me a call, love to talk. Um, get a mortgage calculator. If you want me to email it to you, call me, 678 678- 218-5925. Gordy, what's your number? I'm at
0: 678-820-3410. And I will say, do give one of us a call before going online to search for a mortgage calculator because you're going to wind up signing yourself up for a lot of phone calls. <laughs>
1: That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so get a, get get in touch with us or shoot me an email at phil at calandrafinancial.com. Um, you're listening to this podcast you can link back to us through the podcast let us get you a mortgage calculator start understanding what's going on behind the scenes under the murky waters of your mortgage if you are serious there are ways that you can attack the mortgage and if financially speaking financial independence is the key the key is going to be open or the key that's going to open the door is you eliminating your mortgage Uh, Sooner rather than later. So, Gordy, thanks for helping me today with the presentation for my clients. This was great. And we'll do it again. I think if we got on a mission to help educate people this way, it's going to change a lot of lives. It's going to be good for a lot of people. So, thanks for tuning in today, everybody. This is Phil Calandra. You've been on the Retire Road. I'll be back again next time.